Paul Cooper waited outside a theater on La Brea Avenue in the hot midday sun, with a gun in his pocket and a head full of bad ideas. He took off his sunglasses, wiped the sweat from his forehead onto the sleeve of his tee, and went over the plan one more time. He would wait for the guests inside the theater to leave. Paul had managed to secure a spot close to the barrier, on a fenced-off walkway leading from the theater to the curb. The mourners would have to walk right by him as they made their way to the street and their waiting limos. It gave him the best view of the crowd. The target was here. He was sure of that. More than likely in the theater. Less likely to be in the crowd, but he scanned the faces of the people around him nonetheless. He couldn't miss this opportunity. When he saw the target, he would draw that thirty-eight from his pants pocket and pull the trigger in their face. The lot outside the theater was full. A crowd of two to three hundred people lined either side of the barriers. They were paying their respects to their dead idol. The theater wasn't showing a play that day. No, the space had been booked for a memorial service dedicated to the late J.T. LeBeau. The service had started late and progressed slower than advertised in the program. Like all memorial services, the speeches went on for far too long. What were the organizers supposed to do? Were they supposed to drag Stephen King or John Grisham off the stage? And while the writers read extracts from LeBeau's work in the air-conditioned theater, outside, the fans clutched books, held aloft signs, sung and supported each other in their collective, unearned grief. Paul felt sick. Either it was the mass hysteria around him, grown women crying for a dead author, or the heat, or both, or the belly full of vodka. He'd needed a few stiff drinks to stop his hands shaking. He didn't have a real taste for killing. Not yet. He had blood on his hands, a lot of blood. But this was somehow different. This one was special. Every time he caught the name LeBeau in the air around him, that knife in his stomach twisted just a little bit more. While J.T. LeBeau was a household name, the author was definitely not a well-known face. The opposite, in fact. No one in the crowd had ever met the writer. They may own every edition of LeBeau's novels. They may even own one of the rarer signed copies of that famous first novel. They may think they know the writer through close reading of the work but none of them had ever met their hero. None of them had even seen a picture of LeBeau, much less met him. And now they never would. Dead writers can't do signings. Four people in the world knew the real identity of J.T. LeBeau, and one of those four people was about to eat a bullet fired from the thirty-eight special in Paul Cooper's pocket. The glass doors that lined the entrance to the theater opened, and a crowd poured out into the punishing Los Angeles heat. Of course, they'd dressed for it. Pale linen suits hung off the bony shoulders of the men pushing their way to their cars. Most preferred white or cream suits with black ties sufficing as a token of respect. A mournful black suit would be murderous in this heat wave. The women were more formally attired, sacrificing comfort to please etiquette. Somber silk dresses clung to their legs, as they adjusted their hats and put on their shades. Sweat dribbled down his cheek and into his beard. 
He scooped the bottom of his shirt into his hands and wiped his face, momentarily exposing a pale belly. When he let the shirt fall, it stuck to his midriff. The gun felt heavy in his pocket. It also weighed on his mind. He checked the crowd again, putting a foot on the base of the barrier and standing up, craning his neck above the heads of those around him. No sign of the target in the masses. He started to doubt his plan. Maybe the target wouldn't show after all. And then, without warning, there was no more time for thinking. There he was, on the red carpet, five feet away, walking past, head bowed. He'd visualized this moment many times. Would he gaze terrified at the muzzle of the gun? Would he cry out? Would security have time to react? There were four armed guards surrounding the target, moving in tandem, slowly and deliberately. And while the target kept his head down, the security surrounding him watched the crowd on either side of the barrier carefully. As soon as that shot rang out, the guards would be scrambling for him. He knew he was about to kill someone in broad daylight in front of 500 witnesses. And he knew he would get away with it. No question. Getting away with murder was the easy part. After all, Paul was responsible for at least a couple of corpses. Probably more. It was too easy to lose count.